All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And you're absolutely right. Welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and Fairlawn, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They're a company that affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company that invests their clients' money in individually owned portfolios of individually owned stocks custom designed to meet the needs of each particular client. We're going to talk this half hour about the stock market. 330-673-1234 is your live number to call with any questions or comments about same to Walt Secure on the program today. Well, Walt, there's an old saying that says if uh, it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And that seems to apply to what happened last week on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, it does, Bob. It was a uh... It was another tough week. You know, the major indices pushed higher on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but then Wednesday to Friday, it was all downhill. Uh, it was a pretty steep decline uh, overall. And, uh, you know, we look at what happened during the week. We saw crude futures continue to go higher on oil. They were over $123 a barrel now. We're seeing gas prices out there um, up over $5 on average uh, in the highest levels ever. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of pessimism. Um, you know, when we look at uh, the sentiment numbers, you know, a lot of people are negative and scared. I think fear is starting to really kind of set in. And, you know, a lot of talk about recession. And, and as we talk about recession more and more, you know, we, we wonder, uh, you know, what the Fed's going to do here because, again, they're battling inflation. And, uh, you know, when you're pushing interest rates higher, when the economy's slowing down, that can create some real challenges. Um, overall, you know, we do have that the data is still showing consumers are still spending money and uh, they're still creating jobs out there in the economy. So some of the metrics kind of, you know, they don't really show this hurricane type of environment that everybody's kind of expecting is for the economy. So we, we just got to keep looking at the data and, you know, keep a pretty balanced perspective as we go forward. But for the week, uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, close off about uh, 1,506 points, down 4.6%. Year-to-date, we're negative 13.6% on that Dow Jones. Uh, the S&P 500 Index was off about 207 points for the week, off 5.1%. And year-to-date, we're off 18.2%. Uh, the NASDAQ continues to get hit hard, Bob, um, you know, 672 points lost last week. That's 5.6% for the week. And year-to-date, we're down 27.5%. And then when we look at the Russell 2000, that small and mid-cap uh, index, uh, we see a 80-point loss, about 4.3% for the week down, and we sit about 19.7% a year-to-date. So a lot of challenges. Um, been a been a difficult year, and, uh, you know, we got to just continue to battle forward and 
uh, keep that investment perspective as, as we move forward here. Whatever news came out last week was not very good. Inflation news was quite uh, grim. Uh, the CPI report uh, was bad in every category. Uh, surging food and gas prices have pushed the inflation rate to a 40-year high of 8.6%. And now the markets are anticipating uh, four 50 basis point rate hikes by the Fed at the next four Fed meetings. And some of them called for a 75 basis point hike to deal with this runaway inflation. If they do that, though, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. What could be the reaction to these high rate increases? Well, Bob, again, what we're doing is, you know, the Fed's trying to slow the economy. And, and you know, rate heights, as we talked about it, we'll, we'll do that quickly. Uh, we've already seen some slowdown, in, you know, in economic activity with the, the rate hikes that have been pushed in so far. So, yeah, that CPI report, you know, was really... Uh, showed that inflation is running the highest it's been in over 40 years. And um, one of the big components in that 30% of consumer price index, the CPI rating, is rents. And we see rents going up higher. I mean, if you look at the local market, you can see that renting is, is uh, it's expensive. You know, for a one, two-bedroom, I've, I've been helping my daughter look. She's graduating from Kent State at, at uh, apartments here in the area. And, you know, the, the prices are quite steep. Um, and, and in other parts of the country, I was talking to one of our clients whose daughter's trying to move back to New York City, and uh, unbelievable, you know, way way above pre you know pre uh, pandemic uh, highs, um, pre pandemic highs. So again, we see it all across the country. Um, again, that was really because of the runaway housing prices, and you know, people looking for you know places to live. Um, so again, a lot of lot of challenges out there in the economy right now. Um, and, and CPI is definitely you know top top of the news. Now, Keith, we got to emphasize again the, the basics of this in those most simple terms is when the Fed raises these interest rates, it is to keep people from spending money. It's to discourage people from buying houses, cars, products, and discourage businesses from expanding and spending money because that's the way they figure they can put the brakes on on inflation. So the uh, result of some of this could indeed be the recession they keep talking about. But the investors have to understand that sometimes recessions aren't recognized until they've happened months after. So it's a very different way to uh, try to figure recession versus timing the stock markets. And uh, that's never really always wise uh, to do that. And there's not a direct correlation, Bob, you know, just because, uh, again, everybody's thinking back to the last recession, you know, the Great Recession, 2007 to 2009, that time frame, and, you know, how that recession really pushed the stock market to low, low, low levels. But there has been times in history, and when you go back, sometimes the sell-off is prior to the recession. Um, it, it, it doesn't always correspond equally. You know, there were, I'm just looking at a chart here, you know, there were Six times where really the sell-off came before the recessionary period really was felt. And then, you know, we've had a couple, the recent ones, and again, I think that 2007 and 2009 sits hard in people's minds that the sell-off came, you know, really during the recession. So I think that's the fear. You know, people are really thinking that, well, if we go to recession, then the stock market is just going to continue to drop and drop and drop. But that may not be the case. You know, there's a lot of discounts out there in stocks. There's a lot of good valuations, companies that are going to continue to grow. And, uh, you know, the sell-off uh, may, may really be in the books, and we might be reaching fair value here. And 
Um, you know, we may call this recession and work our way out of it fairly quickly. So, uh, you know, it's just really you just got to watch the data and, and not let uh, fear and emotion overtake you. Now, Warren Buffett, of course, who's probably one of the best uh, investment gurus of this generation, one of his famous quotes is that to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Does this kind of contrarian view hold some value for you today? It does, Bob. I, I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing fear finally really setting in. Um, there's a couple of other Buffett quotes that I'd like to just bring up today, too. You know, one of his quotes was, you know, don't ever lose money in the market, which sounds pretty pretty you know, straightforward. He says, you know, the first rule of investment is don't lose, and the second rule of investment is, is don't forget the first rule. But I think people forget that. You know, they look at their portfolios today and they say, well, geez, I lost. You know, what, what did I do? Why didn't I sell? And that's really not what the rule means. What it means is, you know, the only way to assure a loss right now is to sell. So, again, the only reason you really should be selling is if the fundamentals, the underlying investment thesis that you had for the investment you made is gone. Um, you know, he, he also made a statement in 2020 that, you got to be prepared, you know, to buy a stock and, and watch it. It can, you know, if it, typically stocks can go down 50% or more, and you have to be comfortable with it. Probably my most favorite quote by Buffett is he said, you know, if you're making a good investment in a security, it shouldn't bother you if they close down the stock stock market for five years. And if you think about that, what he's really saying is don't watch price. You know, if you make an investment, if you and I started a company today, Bob. We wouldn't really be valuing the stock every day and worrying what the stock was doing. We'd be running the business, you know, trying to, you know, create value, create profits, revenue, battle through tough times. Uh, we, you know, we may in, in five years out say, hey, what does our investment look like now that we made that investment five years ago? And people need to think that way. Again, we get so caught up in prices because they're so easy to see and the media really sensationalizes price movements. But, Companies don't change value that quick. Sentiment does. You know, people's feeling of what something's worse changes, but that doesn't mean the company truly has changed. So, you know, you got to hold into these investments and don't don't get scared just because the stock prices are showing a little bit lower today. Think about why you made that investment and think of what it's going to be three to five years out. Talking to Walt Sequeiro of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're talking about the stock market. And again, our lines are open at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron on WNIR.com. That's toll free, 800-669-4100. Time to look at the trends and insights that Walt has gathered over the last week. Uh, we always encourage the listeners to think for themselves, and here's some thought-provoking uh, items that, that Walt has turned up. Over in Britain, United Kingdom, there is a big test going on right now that is working on testing a four-day work week. Thousands of British workers and about 70 companies began enjoying three-day weekends this past week while receiving their normal five-day pay. It's a pilot program expected to last about six months, being run by Oxford and Cambridge Universities with assistance of Boston College here in the United States. This kind of came up as an idea during the pandemic, and now it's kind of caught on, a four-day work week. Uh, my brother, who works for JPL in Pasadena, has already have a deal there, and they have had for some time. The engineers work one week, four days, and the next week, five days, and then the next week after that, four days. So they've been doing that for a long time out there in the West Coast. What do you think about this uh, for you know, the rest of America? Well, I think it's a great idea, Bob. I think, you know, you get a lot of productivity out of people if you treat them right. 
Um, I think the pandemic did show that we don't need people to be workaholics and in the office constantly. And, um, you know, that it's okay, you know, to take a little bit of time to refresh, to come back and, and you know, be ready to work. And also the remote work is really caught on as well. You know, the, the fact that, you know, making people commute sometimes. I know the two guys in our office take advantage of remote work schedules now that Baird allows them to have. And if you think about the amount of time it takes them in the mornings to, you know, run around and get to work, and they're losing an hour maybe at the beginning of the day and an hour at the uh, end of the day, that they could be working and getting things done. So I think this work from, you know, home and taking time off is, is all good, you know, for the workforce as we move forward. And again, uh, to expand on the uh, on the JPO thing, that uh, essentially they work in the four day weeks. They work a ten hour day, four days a week, and get one day off. Uh, so it's, it's, it's they work in the same amount of hours, but they get a whole day off uh, for getting a couple hours extra every of the four days that they're working. So that's another way to to handle a shortened work week. We'll have to see how that works out. Um, it wouldn't work out really good for us in broadcasting, but <laughs> other industries it might work out for you, but we'll have to kind of look at that. There's another study. I love this one. The Cities of Love, the Top 20 Cities for Marriage Longevity. Yeah, well, it was interesting. You know, these studies come about, and there are certain parts of the country that look like, um, you know, they have longer-lasting marriages, Um uh, Bellevue, Washington, tops the list. Um, a number of uh, cities there in California, Pasadena, Fullerton. Um, and again, uh, the worst, uh, if, if you look at the bottom of the list, the 190th city was Augusta, Georgia, and Montgomery, Alabama. So a little study about you know what cities promote maybe a little better relationships. Uh, again, talking about some of the other uh, aspects of what was released last week, a study in a, uh, from the uh, actually the IRS uh, shows the the impact of the big Trump tax cuts of uh, what, four or five years ago. And uh, while they were tax cuts that people objected to because they felt they were too extreme, according to the IRS, in the fiscal year ending last September the 30th, they collected a record 2.6 trillion dollars in taxes. So they're getting taxes from somebody. That's yes, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay away from those political debates, Bob, but I mean, again, those lower rates uh, created more taxes. You know, when you when you tax less and uh, let the business sector invest and, you know, people have more of their money to spend, it, you know, taxes still work their way through the system. So uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, but you can't fight the numbers, and the numbers showed we've collected more taxes uh, than we ever have in history. And we would like to know where the tax money is going sometimes. <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs> the numbers also show that we have a pretty insatiable demand for services that the government can provide to us uh, with the, with that tax money. So, again, it's a uh, something that people try to watch, but it gets so confusing in many cases. The investors, as far as they're concerned, just has to kind of focus on what they're investing on and uh, let the experts, if they're already, get to figure this out on their own. Uh, again, if you like the program, of course, you're listening right now. If you want to listen to it again on a podcast or you want to listen to the beginning part because you don't tune in right away or it's a, you know, an hour that you're not available, you can listen anytime on the, the Spotify uh, podcasting service, the SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, all uh, get the Invest Wisely program on the uh, Tuesday after the show airs. So the air show airs today live, and it'll be uh, on the uh, podcast sites by Tuesday. So just go to your favorite podcast site, uh, put in Invest Wisely, 
and listen to the show every single week with Walt Sequeira and me, Bob Lewis, and uh, get brush up on what we said or, or find out more of the tips that you might have missed uh, when the show is on the air live. So it's always there for you on the podcast, Invest Wisely. So let's, let's now move on to the stock talk section of the program where Walt can talk about specific stock issues that you might have a question about. Again, you can call him at 330-673-1234 or outside of Accurate Listening on WNR.com. Always use that toll-free line, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Now, not too many earnings reports are coming out now, as June thirtieth will be the end of the second quarter of twenty twenty two, and the earnings start over again. But there were a lot of stocks in the news last week. Let's talk about Target, the holding of uh, yours and the empowering women portfolio. They warned about its next quarter and the balance of twenty twenty two on the heels of their latest earnings report. So, what was uh, Target doing this past week? Well, they came out again, Bob, and they disclosed further, um, you know, challenges uh, for the for this next quarter and the balance of 2022, uh, which is interesting because it was just only a few weeks ago that they reported their earnings and made a lot of these same comments. But uh, they really wanted to, you know, reiterate that uh, there was a lot of inventory mismatches. They had bought a lot of products, you know, trying to get ahead of the supply chain issue, and people's behaviors have really shifted and changed. And, again, I think a lot of this is coming in from inflationary pressures. Um, you know, what they thought people may buy, they're not buying, and, and people are really spending more money on the basics. Um, they've seen, you know, an increase in simple things um, like food and, you know, some basic items uh, in their stories over other, you know, discretionary-type purchases. So uh, it's just, you know, reiterating again uh, what they're seeing. You know, Target has a a pretty a good eye of what's happening out there with consumers, and consumers are definitely being a little bit cautious in how they're spending. Target stock shares closed at 100, just under $150 a share in the most recent reporting period, and that is more than 40% under what they were trading at just back on April 21st. Do you, do you think the price of Target stock will continue to fall? No, I, I, we feel pretty good about it here, Bob. It may. I mean, again, but I, we're looking at it in that three- to five-year haul, and we feel pretty good about where Target is uh, as an investment today. Um, so, again, we, we would be a holder here or, or buying these shares uh, for somebody that didn't have the shares. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group in Akron. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Morning. Uh, your comment about Warren Buffett, everybody's always uh, – Making uh, talking about his quotes, he also said last week in Barron's, uh, "You can't uh, win at Monopoly with lots of cash in, in your bank." And I started thinking about that because I played a lot of Monopoly in my youth. And you know, if you keep your cash and everybody buys the hotels and and uh, houses, and you keep landing on them, you're going to be broke unless you uh, have some houses. And uh, anyway, when you think about that, I really uh, got a kick out of that. I never. Since my background was in commercial real estate, if I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have played Monopoly as a youth, I wouldn't have really realized that. But anyway, we're always quoting him. And the other guy, who said buy when there's blood in the street? Was that Carnegie? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buy when there's. Anyway, I did add to a lot of positions Thursday and Friday. It's uh, they're on sale. The average down, like your dollar cost average, just a few shares. It brings your average down, and. Uh, and I wanted to tell you that Discover Bank is up to almost 1% on savings. I never thought I'd get excited about 1% on savings. When I used to get 13% on triple tax-free uh, nursing home bonds, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago. But anyway, that must have been the exciting meeting you were in. Were you, were you in the meeting 
when the market was going down or was the meeting over? <laughs> well, yeah, the meeting was going on and again, a lot of, uh, a lot of my peers and a lot of, you know, our experts that were there. So it, yeah, no, nobody's in panic. You know, I think it's been painful. Um, but, but, uh, the meeting was good and, and Ken, you make some good points. I think, you know, that you're right about cash. I mean, cash feels good today because, you know, things have moved down, but, uh, being an investor is the way to win, and you know the the people we work with that uh, have significant assets were investors all these years. So I agree with the monopoly the monopoly analogy that you know you got to put the money in and and you got to be an investor. Just a few, even if you can just buy a few shares to bring your average down, <clears throat> I wouldn't get scared. It's a, a good opportunity. I did add to Zim, by the way. It, Fifty-one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I agree. There's some great prices out there right yeah. now, and uh, there's one that I'm watching. Sabra Healthcare symbol S B R A, nursing home stock. They're, they've been. Uh, everybody's going to go to the nursing home. I'm trying to stay out of one, and uh, so anyway, S B R A. Right. Have to take a look at uh, that. It'll one. be a speculation, but it pays eight point four nine. Uh, I've got. I've got another one, uh, but I forgot the name of it. But anyway, uh, Ventos, Ventos. I've had that for a long time, Ventos. But anyway, SBRA, nursing home stock, is that on anybody's radar? Uh, uh, it is. You know, the you? trends are there, like you said. I mean, we've got an aging population, all these baby boomers that are now aging into uh, retirement, and eventually we'll face those kinds of issues. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good sector to look at. Uh-huh. Okay, you guys have a good week. All right, take care, Ken. And then thank you for calling. Yeah. 330-673-1234 to talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group. Intel, another holding in your core equity portfolio. Talked also about the weakness in their market and things being worse than they anticipated in the quarter. So what is your assessment of Intel, which uh, is currently trading at $39 or so a share, uh, 23.9% down a year to date? Yeah, Bob. Again, you know they're they're talking about the tough environment out there, um, being very transparent, and um, the fact that you know that global supply chain is still difficult, and, and they're struggling out there. But again, Intel remains to us a multi-year bet. You know, on a return to leadership, a great company that we think is really doing all the right things to you know put itself in in the leadership position again. You know, they got foundries that they're developing in Arizona and Ohio, and uh, you know, I think if you look at the need for semiconductors, you know, they're going to be right at the top of the uh, the chain again, you know, as far as development and innovation. So we like Intel at these prices. We think, again, good dividend stock, um, trading at reasonable valuations with a great, you know, five-year outlook ahead of it. And, again, as an investor, we're, we're excited about Intel here. Let's get back to the phones for Walt Secure here on WNIR. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Well, I think you just answered my question. Uh, Buffett said, uh, be greedy when others are fear fearful. And I was going to ask a question about Intel. It's just bumping up against a 52-week low, is, and a lot of chip, other chip companies are. Is now a good time to start buying some of these uh, chip companies? I'll hang up and listen. All right. Yeah, great question. Very timely question. Yeah, for, for us, we think it is. You know, it, we, we got to think as investors that, they could go down a little bit more in the short run. I mean, the next three days, the next three weeks, the next three months. I mean, it's anybody's guess. And, 
you know, things could be a little lower. So if, you know, people listening to the show now at 39, they may look at it three, three weeks from now and say, well, it was a 36 or 32. And, you know, wow, you know, that was a little too early. But we don't think that way. You know, we're thinking at 39, five years out, you know, good, uh, good potential here. And, uh, you know, our time frame is longer term. We're not trying to optimize and time this for short term gains. Uh, we're not traders. We're investors. And, you know, for us, uh, uh, Intel, as well as a lot of these semiconductor companies, look like great investments. More calls from Walt Secura, you on WNIR. Go ahead. Hello? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. How about uh, AR-15? Is there a good market for AR-15 and M-79 grenade launchers? <laughs> um, you know, as, as far as the companies that make those? Uh, it may not be a, a serious-minded question, but I think we can make it a serious question. Well, Would you be yeah. investing in uh, manufacture of, uh, of uh, gun manufacturers at this point? Right. I mean, we could. You know, I think there are opportunities for the right type of investor. Again, a lot of people are. You know, you know this is a hot topic out there, Bob, with with the type of investments that people want to make. But um, you know, I think you look at a lot of gun stocks or defense stocks. I mean, there there are some opportunities out there and in these spaces to make some money. So uh, definitely, definitely an industry that we're we're taking a look at uh, and seeing where it may fit in certain portfolios. Another company, Scott's Miracle Grow, is a holding in the small mid cap portfolio with AKW Group. Now they also slashed their 2022 outlook. Uh, saying that their fixed costs have been under pressure due to a uh, replacement of uh, products being hard to find and uh, orders are not uh, quite what they expected in mid-May. Uh, for Scott's in the Scott's Miracle Grow company, are you still bullish on that uh, firm? Uh, we we like Scott's Miracle Grow when we look out over the you know 2023-2024 time frame. Again, they they pretty much have said this year is going to be a really really rough year and. The stock's traded down significantly. You know, it was at $180 a share um, last November, and we're at $90 a share, $89.88, closed on Friday. But, uh, you know, I, th I think this is a company that, uh, when, you, when you think about the products, fertilizers, plant, um, gardening, uh, you know, the, the different uh, products that they have, uh, grass products and so forth, I think there's going to be a recovery here, Bob. So, again, we like Scott's Miracle Grow as we look out over the three- to five-year haul. Now, Apple had its Worldwide Developers Conference last week where it debuted new product, uh, chips, and software. And in spite of all that, their stock uh, uh, fell some 22.7% so far this year. Apple is a holding in the core equity portfolio of the AKW Group. At $137 a share now, do you see value in Apple shares at the price? We, we really do. You know, Apple's a, a great long-term investment, um, still, still a leading technology company. Uh, you know, they run the company and create a tremendous amount of cash flow. Uh, they really showed the commitment to the Mac uh, computers that, uh, and their operating systems, a lot of investment uh, in, in, you know, their, their different uh, operating systems that will create more value for the, for the user experiences. Uh, they're putting a lot of money into their CarPlay, so uh, these dashboards, uh, the, the car's entire instrument cluster, um, from fuel gauges, readouts, the AC controls, as well as the entertainment systems and cars. So they're putting a lot of uh, investment in that area. They continue to invest in the healthcare area with their, uh, you know, apps that, that help support health. Um, and then their chips, you know, they, they made a computer chip that has incredible processing power, and then they upgraded it already where you know, that CPU is 18% faster and, 
their GPU is fit 35% faster and, and doesn't really use the battery as quick as people would think with that improvement. So, uh, again, a very innovative company, Bob, that, that's going to continue to innovate and drive things forward over the, over the future. So uh, we're a big believer in Apple and, and continue to be an investor. Now, Tesla, another core equity portfolio holding, had some more strong results in the Chinese market, uh, bettering some of the other Chinese electric vehicles in that country. That's a positive for Tesla. While their stock uh, still a pricey $696 a share, is down from the uh, beginning of the year price of $1,200 plus a share. Now, even at that price, it's not exactly a gold, exactly a gold circle price, 696 Is Tesla still a long-term buy for investors? We think it is, Bob, you know, and again, showing some improvement in China, even with the lockdowns that were going on over there and, um, you know, leading a lot of the Chinese electric car manufacturers really beating with their own game over there and on their home uh, continent. So, again, uh, Tesla also announced Friday it will seek another three-for-one stock split. Um, so, again, a stock that we really like, uh, you know, when we think longer term. And, of course, you had the meeting last week uh, with the rest of the company in Milwaukee. Anything that you came back up with that you can tell us quickly? Bob, we, we came back with a lot of positive feelings. We, we think that uh, we, we want to be investors, and we see a lot of our colleagues and peers feeling the same way. And what about the coming week? It has to get better, eh? Well, let's hope. I mean, again, a lot of pressure's out there, but uh, we'll, we'll watch it, and we'll be back to talk to you again next week. Again, the AKW Group in Akron, Walt Secure and his gang, 234-466-7476 is your number to call. In Pennsylvania, it's 412-480-5090. Tell him you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secure, the AKW Group, will talk to you again next Sunday morning. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Discover Financial Services, symbol DFS. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Intel Corporation, symbol I-N-T-C. Sabra Healthcare Real Estate Investment Trust, symbol S-B-R-A. The Scotts Company, symbol S-M-G. Spotify Technologies, symbol S-B-O-T. Target Corporation, symbol T-G-T. Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. And Ventas Inc., symbol V-T-R. Please note that Robert W. Barrett Inc. Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.